This is 5-Minute Friday, the history of data science, part one. Hello and welcome back to Super Data Science Podcast. Super excited to have you back on the show because we've got something super special prepared for you. <laughs> Don't you love these little surprises we come up with occasionally? So have you ever listened to a series of episodes about some specific topic? Like personally, I'm listening or I started listening to uh, a series of episodes about the history of Rome. I started about a few months ago. I really need to get back into it. It's very interesting. It's not a short series. It's quite long. Actually, it's got, I think, maybe 20, 30 hours of content in total. But the episodes themselves are short. And every single time I learn something new, it's, it's very insightful. And so we decided to do something similar here, where in the next five episodes, so this is going to be a five-episode series, we're going to be talking about not the history of Rome, but the history of, wait for it, data science. Right, you probably guessed it, or from the name as well. So, five episodes on the history of data science, and why is that? Well, we're going into 2020. Data science is here to stay. It's exploding. It's a very exciting field to be in, and often, as it often is in history or in life, it's useful to know the history of something to understand it even better going into the future. And that's what we're going to focus on. Let's take some time to spend a few episodes and discuss or understand or kind of even just appreciate what was happening in data science in the past couple of decades. And so the way these episodes are going to be structured, episode number one, that's today, we're going to be talking about the 1950s to 2000s. Episode two, 2000 to 2010. Episode three, 2010 to 2015. Episode four, 2015 to 2019. And episode five, 2020 and beyond. So as you can see, data science is exploding and we need kind of a logarithmic scale to keep up. And yeah, so that's that's what we're going to be doing. Hope you're excited. I am super pumped about this. We've got a very interesting, very interesting content prepared for today's episode. And without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Let's kick it off. So today, data science in the 1950s to 2000s, 50 years. Actually, we're going to start off even earlier. We're going to start off way back in the ninth century. And the question is here, why did humans, why did we humans even get into data? Like not data science, but just the study of data, recording data, uh, statistics and things like that. Or why did we even get into this in the first place? Well, this all dates back to uh, the ninth, well, first written like it was probably done way before, but the first time it was written, the first records we have is from about the ninth century uh, by Arab mathematicians. So uh, it's quite known that mathematics came from the Arabs. And uh, here there's a, a cool couple of cool books you could look into. Uh, Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. Amazing book that will explain exactly why um, we mathematics was developed, and that's when empires grew to a certain size, when you could no longer keep track of taxes very easily, and governments had to come up with ways to keep track of these uh, things, like who owed whom or who owed the government, more importantly, or the uh, the empire money. So they came up with uh, ways to record data. 
So that was back in the ninth uh, century or thereabouts. And another great book to look into um, is uh, Silk Roads. And this book is by Peter Frankopan, recommended to me by a great friend of my father. I've uh, started listening to it. Like I've probably listened to maybe 20% of the book. Um, amazing book as well. Uh, and that one focuses specifically on what was happening in the Middle East and Asia during the development of the world. Uh, so another great book there, Silk Road. Um, anyway, so that's where it all started back in the 9th century or so. And then what happened next? Well, the next big massive development in the space of mathematics was in the 18th century when calculus was invented. Right? Calculus gave the field immense depth. And uh, who is credited for calculus? Uh, well, I guess uh, you may have already heard about this, but if, in case you haven't, Newton, right? We often think of Newton as uh, gravity, apple falling on his head, coming up with the third, uh, what is it? Uh, the law, law, law of gravity or the uh, three rules of motion. Is it, yeah, I think it's <laughs> three, three rules of motion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the main thing that he, like one of the biggest contributions was actually calculus. And so that was the 18th century. And analytics were actually used in business as early as the 19th century. Um, that, that was quite a while ago, but the main, main breakthrough happened when, of course, computers were introduced and they allowed us to use analytics even to even a higher extent, higher degree. And uh, so that's like the prehistory, way before the 1950s, kind of like just to paint the picture where it all came from. So now let's dive into what happened from the 1950s to the 2000s in the world of data science. So we could actually say that the modern data science started in 1962. So the date when you could say data science was actually, um, or the way we analyze data now was started is 1962 and who started this well john Tuke. if I, I i have no idea how to properly pronounce uh the name it's been a while since i took statistics class but you probably know the Tuke uh test uh his name spelled t-u-k-e-y uh so uh you know the Tuke test from statistics so in 1962 john Tuke published uh, a paper called the future of data analysis and in that paper, he argued that data analysis uh, should not be thought of a subfield of mathematics, but rather it should, uh, it must take on characteristics of a science. And we were actually talking with Bradley Wojtek, uh, who was the first data scientist at Uber on this podcast. So if you want to check out that episode, episode number 253. And Bradley has a very uh, cool position about data science being a science on its own rather than uh, a part of another discipline. So very similar thoughts, but these were expressed back in 1962 in uh, John Tukey's paper. So uh, he argue, argued that it uh, must take on data, well, data analysis must take on characteristics of science. And then later on in 1977, he published another uh, paper, which was called Exploratory Data Analysis. And that's actually where the um, term comes from, EDA, which we hear 
uh, more and more frequently now, or uh, EDA stands for Exploratory Data Analysis. That's That was introduced by John Tukey in 1977. It's actually uh, not that well known that John Tukey actually introduced box plots as well. You know, box plots how, and how powerful they are. I was actually finished uh, recording or... <laughs> I uh, was recording some videos for the Tableau uh, Server Associate course and box plots. Uh, there's quite a few tutorials and cool things you can do with box plots. Uh, really powerful method of analytics. Well, that was introduced by John Tukey in 1977 uh, in his paper. And also in that paper, Exposure Data Analysis, he argued that more emphasis needed to be placed on using data to suggest and test hypotheses. Uh, bringing together exploratory and confirmatory data analysis. That is something that still holds true today. And by the way, not uh, it's interesting. I was reading up about uh, John Tukio, just checking his uh, the Wikipedia page about him. And he was actually, it's really cool. He lived all the way up to 2000. So uh, he saw the start of this millennium, which is very exciting. And he's best known... Not for any of these things. He's best known for the fast Fourier transform in mathematics, fast Fourier transform algorithm. And so, uh, like, how crazy is that? He's done. He's created the Tukey test. He's created the exploratory data analysis. Coined the term, wrote a paper about it. Um, argued for data data analytics or data analysis to be a separate field. He created box plots, and on top of all that, he created the fast Fourier transform algorithm. So there we go. That's a very strong start right like from such a great scientist uh a start for the field of data analysis then later uh or actually somewhere around the same period period specifically in 1974 peter nauer so peter nauer um is known in programming if you uh, are very close to the field of programming you might know the bnf notation or bacchus nauer form notation and programming well that comes that second letter b and f the n is uh, his surname is from his surname peter nauer so he's known for that well in 1974 he published a survey of data processing methods um used at the time and he was sh and he showed that the field was already branching out he also gave uh, possibly the first formalized definition of data science the science of dealing with data once they have been established, while the relation of data to what they represent is delegated to other fields and sciences. So very interesting um, approach or policy here that we extract the data and then we deal with the data and we don't really mind what it's related to. It's kind of, uh, it makes data science very transferable. You can go from one field to another, but it does uh, ignore the concept, well, in its raw form, this quote does not take into account the concept of um, domain knowledge right so when we don't care what the data is connected to and that is delegated to other fields and sciences well that's the raw core of uh, data analytics data science and uh, that's where all these uh, we where that's where we could attribute all the algorithms that we work with all the models all the methods that we create uh, and then on top of that we could add the domain knowledge to be specialized in a certain uh, industry and by the way here you'll notice that uh, Peter Naur is saying once they have been established and referring to data, right? So the science of dealing data once they have been established. And this is an interesting thing. This is actually something I mentioned in, in my book, um, which was published back when the start of 2018. And 
edition number two is coming out very soon in uh, mid this year, mid 2020. And so there we discuss the concept of, should you say data is or data are? So often you'll read in books or in quotes that data are, but actually the reality is that the, uh, the term data was first coined back in 1645. So way back, the, again, in the 17th century in 1645. And uh, there it was used, it was first used in singular form by Thomas Urquhart. And it was, wasn't changed. So it was always used for in singular form. So data is for about 60 years. So first time in 1702, it was used as a mass noun. It was used uh, in plural. So there's something to think about if somebody ever pulls you up on saying data is and says data should be are and the singular of data is datum. Well, that's a very recent development. Actually, originally was uh, coined as data is, so singular now. Uh, and that's how I, th I find it easy to say it that way. Okay, so that was Peter Naur in 1974. And you could say that's the first time when the term data science was actually used or formalized. Then what happened next? Well, a few years later, um, we saw the establishment of the International Association of Stati for Statistical Computing, which aimed to link traditional statistical methods and modern, modern computer technology to convert data into information and knowledge. And then in 1989, Gregory Piteski Shapiro, who was on the podcast, actually, he was um, here on episode 175. So if you haven't heard that one yet, check it out. Uh, one of the leading or very important people in the development of data science, he organized the first knowledge discovery in a databases workshop. So that was kind of like a step towards popularizing data science and um, discovering knowledge from data. Uh, the 90s, we're already up to the 90s. So the 90s were a big boom uh, period for data science as it slowly entered public awareness Business Week published a cover story on database marketing in 1994, discussing how companies were collecting and working with data to predict customer behavior. So it was already happening back in 1994. However, there were clear limits in the space. Um, the sheer volume of data couldn't be handled by the computers of the time. Uh, for example, in Mining Data for Nuggets of Knowledge, which was published in 1999, Jacob Zahavi, who is a professor at the Tel Aviv University. Get this, so Jacob Zahavi has been working at the Tel Aviv University for 43 years, and he's been a professor for 37 of those years. Um, and at some point in his career, he switched to data uh, science, so this is a very credible person in the space. He was actually quoted in 1999 saying that today's data sets can involve millions of rows and scores of columns of data. It's already been recognized back then, and at the time, data scientists uh, were facing issues of scalability, uh, developing models for nonlinear analysis, and they were speculating about developing data mining tools to analyze online behavior already back then. And now that's uh, like we have the luxury of having all those things available to us and happening uh, real time, happening all the time, and like new tools coming out constantly. Back then, those were just, you know, things scientists and data scientists were dreaming of. Then in the 90s, we also saw some of the first written criticisms of bad data science. Uh, 
1996 book called From Data Mining to Knowledge Discovery in Databases and clearly showed that the best minds of the time were aware of the dangers. Is a quote, blind application of data mining methods, roughly crit rightly criticized as data dredging in the statistical literature, can be dangerous activity, easily leading to the discovery of meaningless and invalid patterns. So with the abundance of data and growth of data science comes the growth of bad data science. And uh, we are seeing that now we're actually even seeing more like we're running a bit ahead here, but like we're seeing not just bad data science, we're seeing malicious data science with, um, you know, things like deep fakes and, and so on. Okay. And what next? Well, online courses weren't really a thing at the end of the 20th century. However, Professor Jeff Wu, who is another credible uh, person. Why is that? Well, because he... Um, improved the convergence of the expectation maximization algorithm, like improved it drastically. He also got the COPS President's Award. So what's the COPS President's Award? Uh, COPS President's Award is the Committee of Presidents of Statistical Societies. So it's a massive award. It's kind of like the Nobel Prize of Statistics. Only one person per year gets that. He got the award in 1987. By the way, guess who got the award in 2019? If you've been up to date with the podcast, you will know that it was Hadley Wickham, uh, the creator of ggplot2 and other amazing uh, libraries in R. And Hadley was on the podcast just a few episodes ago, a few episodes before, uh, prior to this episode, Hadley would, was on the podcast. So if you haven't hear, heard that episode, check it out. Episode number 337, Hadley Wickham. Um, but yeah, going back to Professor Jeff, uh, Jeff uh, Wu. So Professor Jeff Wu um, also got the COPS Award in 1987. He has contributed massively to the field of statistics. And so while online courses weren't really a thing at the end of the 20th century, Professor Jeff Wu called for statistics to be renamed uh, data science, statisticians to be renamed data scientists. Uh, at, and he did this at his inaugural in, inaugural lecture at the University of Michigan in 1999, so at the very uh, dawn of the 20th century. Very interesting, very radical approach, I guess. <laughs> um, statistics to be renamed data science and statisticians to be renamed data scientists. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I have huge respects for respect for statisticians and their work and for statistics as a field. But you can already see like that. These thoughts were in the air already at the end of the 20th century. And we're going to wrap up on that. Uh, clearly, I hope uh, there were interesting insights here, but it also clearly shows that everything, it's not like data science just appeared out of nowhere 10 years ago. It actually, everything was going in this direction. Everything was boiling uh, in one kettle and people were already feeling this happening. There were lots of talks about this. It's it's where it's so it's not just like a hype that appeared recently. It's been on in the making for decades now, and so we're gonna end uh, here on the end of the 20th century on the cusp where we already feel that the world is ready to stride into the next millennium, and data scientists were poised to lead charge, and data science was about to explode. So I look forward to seeing you back here on the next episode. 
for the continuation of our little saga into the history of data science. And until next time, happy analyzing.